Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Style That Binds Us podcast. Today, we have Yoon Chang, who is the founder of Oju, on our show. Throughout her career, she worked at GE, Sephora, Amazon, Apple, and Glossier, and she got her MBA from Wharton. At Glossier, I had the opportunity to interview her for our blog, which we will include a link to that in the show notes, and so you'll get a great description of all of her of her incredible career. And most recently, she has launched an oral hygiene brand called Ojuke, which is taking oral hygiene from routine to ritual. Ojuke is the first oral care collection that nurtures self-mastery and fosters longevity with Eastern wellness philosophy. Thank you for being here. Hi, everyone. My name is Yoon. So glad that I can be on it. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me and happy to chat more about Ojuke and, you know, talk everything about how we came to this idea and where we want to go. Fabulous. Well, let's start off by talking about what led you to the toothpaste category. Um, yeah, it, it's actually a frequently asked questions, and I am still uh, forming what would be the best. I think it's twofold. One is um, the personal side that I became, uh, you know, mother, and wanted when, she, when when my daughter was born, I really felt like I wanted to live a long, happy life and wanted to spend more time with her. And on the professional side, I was thinking about what can I do to have control over my life to, again, have a little more flexibility. And I'm from Korea. I wanted to really connect where I came from and where I'm living, which is the U.S. And, you know, some career options that, can I, that I can go back and forth between the two worlds I belong. And thinking about my expertise, I spent a lot of time in finance, then eventually evolved into manufacturing, product development, and, uh, you know, like consumer products. I wanted to marry those uh, career options and, and learn more to creative and, you know, how to connect with our consumers. So, you know, that's kind of why I decided to do the entrepreneurship. And oral care, why oral care is also an interesting question because I, when I was thinking about having having my own business, I thought a lot about where the white space is and and if there's any white space that I can actually apply my expertise. So oral care was very close to uh, beauty and personal care that I had network and expertise in and also wanted to apply the Eastern wellness philosophy because in Korea, taking care of your body on a daily basis with small habits has been always the key and symbol for secret of happy and long life. So wanted to um, go into oral care because that's something you every single day do first thing in the morning, last thing in the morning, and we could, um, you know, bring some of the ingredients that was really widely used in Asia that hasn't been really used here. Uh, So kind of like, a lot of uh, pieces fit perfectly together when I thought of oral care because there was nothing that really spoke to overall wellness philosophy. It was all about function and, you know, utilitarian uh, reason of being, you know, we didn't see anything elevated and had some interesting story. And, you know, I happened to work in the industry already, so I could already leverage a lot of knowledge from my previous career. I think it's fascinating because we have always just thought of it as, you know, 
like a chore, like putting on your deodorant or whatever. Yeah. You don't give it much thought. Mm -hmm. So tell us more about the functional and sustainable details of the toothpaste. Mm -hmm. I've been always really interested in sustainability because again, we only have one earth and, you know, I'm also into, you know, human rights and animal rights, but those things can be controversial at times, but sustainability, I truly believe there's only one answer. So when I was going into launch this brand, I definitely wanted to make sure everything's extremely, you know, uh, eco-friendly. I still believe using less and refusing, you know, the materials that's not sustainable is the best way. So when we, when you look at my toothpaste, Ojo toothpaste, there's only 12 ingredients in water. Whereas uh, other toothpaste, I wouldn't name the brands, but are at least 18 to up to 30 ingredients. And most of them are duplicate or not needed. So we started sustainability and function from using less materials. And when you only have 12 options to choose from, you go with the best. So by using less and using sustainable raw materials that work and scientifically proven has been the number one uh, principle that guided us thinking about sustainability. And for packaging options, I think, you know, all, a lot of clean beauties and, you know, more sustainable beauties, vegan cruelty-free, we are also vegan cruelty-free, are still using a lot of plastic. It is, you know, not entirely the brand's fault because it is higher manufacturing costs. It's difficult to transfer these products from the warehouse to the customers. Mm -hmm. But we, we did decide to use aluminum tube, even though we know all the downside of using it. It can wear and tear easier than plastic, but it is completely recyclable. And aluminum is called a miracle metal because it can be recycled infinite amount of time. And even for choosing the cap, we decided to go with HDPE plastic, which is number two category, is one of the easiest plastic to be recycled. And of course, the papers all uncoated, FSC uh, certified. So we thought of what's inside of the product and as much as what's outside of the product to make it all around sustainable. Um, so that's all about Ojuk and that's about the toothpaste. But for the future product development, again, using less and using sustainable raw material that has, you know, no to, you know, positive impact to the environment will be our guiding principle. That is fabulous. I love that about the aluminum. You know, we've just learned something mm -hmm. new. That's wonderful. And I love the way it feels and looks when it's, yeah. you know, it feels it's a beautiful material. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Hard. <laughs> right, right. Talk to us about the importance of having a daily ritual, especially in today's landscape. Oh, yeah. I think everybody feels like there's like no weekday, no weekends. It's, it's a, a one continuous pandemic. <laughs> um, I think having a daily ritual is important. Obviously, especially nowadays, because I think a lot of people feel uh, losing control over their life. Uh, I actually read somewhere it is, you know, a lot of successful people. The secret of their success is having these little moments of feeling they are in control. You know, like the world may fall down. Maybe you're not getting the next round of funding. And, you know, but but that's you, you do little cleaning in the morning or you you know, exercise 20 minutes, 20 minutes first thing in the morning and feel that 
you have control over the time and the activity you're doing is giving a lot of positive energy to the person to be successful. So I was told a lot of actually successful entrepreneurs have that. And I think it is actually um, interesting because in Korea and Eastern wellness uh, philosophy, doing something consistently every single day for yourself mm-hmm. has always been uh, I've been always told that is the secret to live a long, happy life. It is not a one big thing you're doing, but it's a one small thing you're doing for a very long time. So I think that's the key message we wanted to also spread with this brand Ojuk that, hey, brushing teeth is, you know, a lot of times, as Allison said, is considered a chore. But why is that a chore? It is the time that you are taking care of you know, one of the most important organs in your body. And that's the first thing you do, the last thing you do. And those time, that two minutes in the morning, two minutes in the evening, when you feel you are enjoying that experience and have the control over that little experience and enjoy you know, elicit joy during the process and taking care of and using that time as a wellness is, you know, extremely important for not just the oral health, obviously it's going to be helpful, but also the mental health and how you manage stress. And, you know, there's so much study done for how stress affects your mood. Uh, you you function, function as you uh, function as a person. So I, I definitely think that this daily ritual is extremely important, especially nowadays, but, you know, just life in general. And we definitely want to keep that. That's one of our key theme and the mission that how can we transfer daily routine that we call a routine to celebrate a ritual? Ah, to move. small things matter. <laughs> yeah. To move from routine to ritual. I like that. Yeah. The other thing that um, I catch myself doing is I, I do not live in the moment enough mm-hmm. while I'm brushing my teeth. I'm already mentally going through my schedule for the day or yeah. trying to multitask or whatever. So if it's something that can bring you back, yeah, the moment that I think, like you said, that keeps you gets you yeah. for the day. Definitely. Do you have any oral hygiene tips for us? This is also something I recently learned during the dental, the Great Dental Debate series we did for the month of October. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely think being aware of what acidic food is and what can that what that can do to your body is really important. I always thought of acidic food as like a conceptually like a lemon, vinegar, grapefruit. But apparently, according to one of our dentist advisors, she said a lot of people in their early 30s, 40s come to her office and have so much enamel erosion because coffee, wine, and nowadays people drink so much carbonated beverages, you know, not just sweet food, but things that's transferring to uh, acidic you know, property in the mouth, it's just so uh, widely spread, especially you know, with even healthy food. So I think it's best practice uh, I try to do nowadays, have a really big chug of water always in, visible to me and rinse my mouth and drink water very frequently, eating it you know, any, after eating anything. Mm-hmm. Not just acidic food. I just all, trying to be always aware of that oral microbiome and the pH level mm-hmm. to be neutral. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the tips I'd love to share with the the audience. Be aware point. of acidic food. 
rinse your mouth, drink a lot of water. As you know, that's a good rule for everyone for every reason. You know, we all need to really do that. Right. I always wondered about the two minute rule, especially mm -hmm. as you get older. I wondered if that was going to, to take off enamel. Two minute rule of, uh, yeah, two minutes is actually much longer than you think. I think I the best practice is, uh, again, you know, as we talked a little bit in the previous question, be aware of the time. Like if you're mentally checked out and already going through other things to do and, you know, like half awake, half sleeping, it will be really hard. But, you know, like once you brush your teeth, go over with your tongue and feel your teeth and trying to use five senses to see if you feel clean and mm -hmm. go over again the areas that you don't feel clean. And that will definitely uh, make up the two minutes. Mm -hmm. Ah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Actually, one of the things I was also told by one of those dentists was singing uh, ABC twice. <laughs> <laughs> that's that apparently, it's yeah. two minutes. <laughs> I've never tried, but. <laughs> and that's an easy thing to do. I'll try yeah. that. Hey, that's great. Mm -hmm. And then how did you determine the price for the products? Yeah, it was uh, really hard because, uh, because we are using only 12 ingredients and only using the best ingredients and at the maximum amount we when we look when you look at the ingredient list you know after glycerin and water the first ingredient is the the nine times baked bamboo salt and anhydrous appetite those two are extremely uh precious materials to use in the toothpaste and we used it literally the maximum we could use in the formula so that had a chunk of it and then the aluminum tube uh, is ex extremely, uh, you know, hard to manufacture and also, uh, you know, manufactured like a filling in the, the factory and mm -hmm. also have a lot of logistics costs because it, it is um, very delicate. And once it's damaged, it's, you know, mm -hmm. really hard to recover. It does, just doesn't recover. So one part was really uh, the manufacturing costs we had to bear. And as a really small brand, you know, a lot of things just add up. Mm -hmm. At the same time, for the amount of ingredients and, you know, everything we put into uh, this product, it is actually not, um, I wouldn't call it pricey because when we think about how much money we spend on skincare and the body care supplements, those all help on our wellness and contribute to our daily ritual. Those price point are easily $50, And, you know, a lot of times when you look at ingredient lists, again, they might not be actually ideal. So we are not comparing to the mass products that you can buy from CVS Walgreen. And we are, you know, really comparing ourselves as genuinely honest and ethically made, extremely eff effective product. And I think the price for that, and if you think of this as an oral treatment, not just mechanical cleanser, I think the price point is, you know, very reasonable. Right. Absolutely. And when you think about the fact that, you know, a lot of people have insurance, but they don't have dental insurance or mm -hmm. they get, you know, one free cleaning a year or something. So not only are you doing something to care for yourself, but you're also doing something preventative. So you don't have to pay those incredibly high costs of, yeah. you know, getting cavities filled and root canals done and all of those, those things. Right. And the other thought I had was um, anything 
sustainable costs more money. I mean, it just, it is. But, yeah. but we have to get used to that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you can't yeah. demand that, pe- that people make their products sustainable, but then complain about the price. Yeah, there's definitely a cost of doing business more sustainably and ethically. We don't transfer the cost to the environment or other people. And you mentioned something super interesting, you know, the preventative and that, you know, this oral care ritual can really help you, you know, bigger problems down the line. I want to also highlight this toothpaste is actually restorative. So because we have a lot of huge percentage of nanohydrox appetite in the toothpaste, it can actually restore your lost enamel. It literally directly binds to your teeth. Wow. And it fortifies the strength of the teeth. So it is truly, I mean, we name it toothpaste, but it is a tooth treatment okay. that would restore your lost enamel, which uh, fluoride doesn't do. Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. And, you know, I've heard many times about um, flossing. It's directly correlated with heart health. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard that? Mm-hmm. 100%. Because the plaque you build in between your teeth and around the teeth can actually move through your bloodstream directly from your gum to heart and block the artery. Wow. Yeah. And the brain health too. You could have a stroke oh if you don't brush your teeth. <laughs> oh. Yep. We got it, it. It's really it's important. Yeah. yeah. Mouth really is the window for your overall health. That's amazing. Well, thank you for helping us to keep <laughs> ourselves safe. <laughs> so we've been talking a lot about the toothpaste, but I know that we're kind of moving in the direction of a lifestyle brand. So tell me more about the product SKU plan. We, we actually just launched three additional SKUs on the site yesterday. Okay. Yeah. So we uh, were, you know, we listened to our customers and they really loved our uh, bamboo toothbrush. We call it intention bamboo toothbrush because it has a little blank on the handle that you can put um, words that reminds you anything. You can put your name down, obviously, or on my, in my case, I just put just do it. <laughs> um, I have another one that's a compassion. So people really wanted that. So we wanted to bring that back. And with that, we also launched two other lifestyle products. One is the toothbrush holder and the vanity tray, both made out of diatomite, which is a very fast drying clay to keep your you know, environment really hygienic and aesthetically pleasing because we definitely, I personally believe there's a value of surrounding you with pleasant things and keep your environment aesthetically pleasing. So you, when you are brushing your teeth, you are just really enjoying that moment. Uh, so that's definitely one of the lifestyle moments we uh, plan for this you know, huge gifting season and onward. And in the December and New Year, we also are coming with uh, core skews. So just a wink, wink, we are coming up with silk floss. and wash um, in the tablet style probably early next year. So we plan to, um, you know, not just doing Uh lifestyle and beautiful objects, but, you know, we are extremely scientific and efficacy driven brand. Well, the fact that the clay is fast drying, that's Mm -hmm. that's scientifically, you know, important too. I think that's really well thought out. That is fabulous. Mm -hmm. And I love the idea you know, I think some people are more yeah. um, visually stimulated than others, but it really does affect my mood personally, for sure. Right. And uh, yeah. when you're, to have yeah. this whole entire experience that you're talking about is mm-hmm. 
um, is, you know, quite lovely for sure. Yeah. You know, we all have experience of seeing the red mold start building in the oh, yeah. marble trees and oh. other, you know, objects. And this one, one is also extremely sustainable to, you know, bring it back to nature. You just crush it and bury it in the, you know, the sprinkle. Oh, yeah. And it's so fast drying. It's mold resistant. And because of that, it's antibacterial, a lot of health benefits. Oh, yeah. That's fabulous. I'm thrilled to know about that. <laughs> thrilled. All right, so tell us how Ojuk is different from other oral hygiene brands. Yeah, so there are a few things. One, I definitely want to highlight the ingredient list again. Mm -hmm. When you look at even the most natural toothpaste, it's at least, you know, 15, 20 ingredients. And why is because there's so much flavors, mm. sweeteners, whether that's natural or synthetic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at least a couple of binders that holds the formula together. We really, you know, trimmed everything down and only used things that's helpful to improve our oral hygiene. So mm -hmm. ours is extremely minimal, only 12 ingredients in water, so total 13. And when we have those, we put two main ingredients up front and the foremost, those are, you know, the basically the highest amount in the formula. So the bamboo salt that really chemically rebalances your mouth. Uh, it takes actually 1,300 days to make it because uh, Salt Master has to harvest the salt from the West Sea of Korea and then bake it nine times in a bamboo tree. Oh, my gosh. So it is a beautiful uh, journey, and the salt becomes from pH 7, which is neutral, to over 9, which is extremely alkaline. So when you blend that into... Toothpaste, it, you know, chemically rebalances your mouth chemistry from acidic food we discussed before to more neutral. Mm -hmm. And nanohydrox appetite is widely used in Japanese toothpaste. It is a superior ingredient. It's safer for every member of the family, including children, uh, people with thyroid conditions, and, you know, anybody who is sensitive to fluoride. Uh, so it is this evolved material. It remineralizes it, it binds directly to the NML, so it really restores your lost teeth. And the other thing is, uh, I think a lot of other oral hygiene brands are almost always really focuses on function of mechanical cleaning and highlight, hey, it's going to prevent cavity, it's mm -hmm. going to uh, clean your mouth, it's going to whiten your teeth. It's all about function. Nobody's talking about why oral care is actually important and the philosophy, wellness philosophy around it. And we're really trying to educate that, that these two minutes in the morning and the evening can really change your daily mood and how mindful you become. And, you know, health is not just a topical thing that you take care about this teeth and, you know, only teeth. But right. you know, taking care of your teeth is for mindfulness and as well as your physical health you know brain health heart health it is the window for your entire body mm -hmm. so we wanted to approach holistically and last but not the least doing so we didn't want to compromise on aesthetics we wanted this to be beautiful product that you wanted to display proudly on on your sink not hiding away when your guest comes to your house so those three are probably the main difference uh, compared to other hygiene products, oral hygiene products, including natural and uh, mass brands. 
Right. Oh my goodness. Well, the products are truly beautiful and oh, it's, it's true. And since you come from a product design background with Apple and Glossier, it is with Ojuke. You have created a really beautiful oral hygiene routine that is making it so exciting to brush your teeth again <laughs> and a self-care experience kind of yeah. you don't even mean to do it when you're it's like this luxurious you're kind of feel like you're treating yourself every time yeah. you brush your teeth yeah 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 definitely ritual is a huge um keyword for us we want people to really feel you know it is the moment to take care of themselves and you know teeth if you think about it once you lose it that's it you only get one set of teeth as an adult, and that's it. <laughs> yes. So tell us about any Korean traditions or oral hygiene that Americans may not be aware of. Yes. So, you know, I think really what Korean people think of teeth and oral hygiene are very different than Americans. Uh, I only got to realize I moved here to the U.S. 12 years ago, and now I live with a very American husband. <laughs> and, you know, uh, we have very different, um, I never really thought twice about it because it's how I grew up, but I'm definitely seeing a very much of a difference how we think of the oral hygiene. I think the biggest difference between Korean tradition and American one is, you know, we think of teeth as something we need to keep it and maintain it for a very long time. And we, you know, took that, much more seriously and because we we see mouth as an organ that processes all the input obviously nutritional intake but you know anything that the microbiome and all the stuff that's happening in your mouth really shows your overall health uh, korean people look at tongue a lot and based on what color it is where your whiteness is more concentrated that shows your health and that's one of the ways to examine your overall health. So I think that's uh, one of the biggest difference, how you look at the mouth. American, if I may say, really look at it as a topical organ. You need to brush your teeth because that's what you're supposed to do and care more about like a whitening and aesthetic um, of it. Mm -hmm. But Koreans really see that as like the overall health and how to assess from it and you know really uh trying to preserve it for the health reasons and the longer life reasons uh, ingredient wise we definitely use salt a lot more i you know my grandmother i think when she was you know younger she uh used the salt as a tooth toothpaste ah yeah it's not because she didn't have tooth toothpaste but it is because they we just use salt a lot like mm -hmm. mouth gargling and we you know whenever we have cold or seasonal change it's just as an immune booster and uh you know mm -hmm. sanitizing i guess we use salt so much and that's why i thought this special bamboo salt from korea is one of my main ingredients just to bring that tradition to the u.s mm -hmm. um one more thing is we just don't need any extreme temperature. We all kind of make fun of Asian people not drinking ice water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, you know, that's because we're just trying to preserve uh, the body to be, you know, they, they don't need to like go back to the original because it takes energy. So mm. we're just trying to preserve as much as we can. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. And 
So smart. I had no clue about the cold versus tap water, but mom is all about doing anything she can to preserve and take care of herself and not push yeah. her body to the <laughs> extremes. Yeah. In any way. If you think about it, when you drink ice cold water, your core temperature changes and your body trying to bring back to the, the con constant temperature, it takes energy. And as if it accumulates over the lifetime, it is more energy you're using compared to people who don't do that. So again, bringing back to the daily ritual and how small things matter, when you practice that for over 20, 30 years, there will be definite difference between who, mm -hmm. people who've done it and who didn't do it. So we believe in those like very small uh, nuances of each day. Right. Sending messages to yourself that you are protecting and taking care of yourself. And I've started drinking so much more water in the last month. And I realized I was having such a hard time with it. And it was because I was putting so much ice in there. It was too cold. So yeah. now maybe I'll add one or two, you know, just so it won't be um, hot it, yep. you know, um, through the day, if it seems, but it's so much easier to drink too. Um, yeah. Any advice to elicit joy in the small moments? I think this is especially important right now as everyone's kind of grasping at straws to, yeah. you know, to cocoon themselves, to envelop themselves with something comforting. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. Uh, also, I have two-year-olds. We live in a two-bedroom apartment. Mm -hmm. When three people are crammed into one small space without much help, right. it's really easy to lose that joy in small moments. Right. Um, my, I can't say it's advice because I'm also trying to figure it out. Is <laughs> I just try to stop more often and just tell myself, breathe. Right. Breathe for like, you know, count five and just breathe and just stop. And mm -hmm. when I stop without being consumed into everything that's happening, let's say the baby's demanding something, crying, or go to playground when it's rainy, just, I just stop and like, yeah, I try to just observe myself from outside. It's okay. Like, there's a baby. It's, you know... I am, I'm here now and I am breathing, you know, there right. are other people who are not. <laughs> right. And, you know, the, I think just stopping for me, stopping for me is one of the best advice I got mm -hmm. and I'm practicing. It's easy mm -hmm. or not easy, but I really, when I'm just being sucked into the moment, I try to just stop, just stop right there and just look at me. And that just is really helpful to, you know, maybe not as eliciting joy, but it's definitely giving me the gratitude. And, right. you know, like I'm right here and right. trying to use five senses and I'm right here and it, it's wonderful. Right. That's exactly right. Especially with a young child because yeah, I think stopping for sure. I, Cause I've been just so used to, running at full speed, more than full speed all the time. Right. And motherhoods have taught me I can't do that all the time. <laughs> right, that's right. And then also 
like stopping and then realizing, okay, I'm so stressed because the baby's crying. The baby's crying because I'm so stressed because I'm trying to do four yeah. things. Yeah. I need to realize that this baby is not going to be two years old for very long. And yeah. I need to sit here and relish every single moment of it and find joy in the process. Yeah. I mean, when I stop, even her crying and her top, top is long. Yeah. It even make sense. It's cute. Like, right. little humans crying. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that. That's so true. Yeah. Oh, she's crying. Oh, my God. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her little face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it segues right into it. How are you balancing motherhood and launching a brand? It was so hard. Um, <laughs> I think it was hard not because of the amount of work. Or, you know, like launching something is, you know, like a big, big moment. But mm -hmm. it was hard because of the expectation on me as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying like, oh, you need to have a big moment or anything. But because I live with some, you know, my husband has a very strict uh, schedule because he's in a client service. And I, as an entrepreneur, is very, uh, you know, can be very flexible because, mm -hmm. and that was one of the reasons why I chose this path. And it was hard because, you know, this baby has two parents, but I'm the one who's expected to be flexible and bend over backward all the time is very emotionally uh, taxing. Yes. So that was really hard to really keep uh, my cool. Right. <laughs> uh, balancing being a mother and a parent and launching a brand and work on my thing because it felt very uh, one-sided at times. Sure. Um, but again, I am still working on it. I'm not perfect all the time. It's really having compassion to myself. That's mm -hmm. the one that I have on my intention card that comes with ordering ojuk. Mm -hmm. I keep that on the mirror, compassion, just one word. Mm -hmm. Having compassion to myself and say, you know what? It's okay to be mad. It's okay to feel this way mm -hmm. because it's very situational. I'm put to this corner with pandemic new parenthood, yes. you know, new work, new types of work that I need to be solely responsible for my action, more or less. Mm -hmm. And, you know, trying to showcase this brand that represent my culture. Mm -hmm. It really, um, I think it all comes down to having compassion to myself, not so hard on myself. Right. And again, I'm still working on it, but, it, you, know, you know, it reminds me every morning and every evening when I brush my teeth, keep thinking about that one word having compassion to myself. And I think you can only have compassion to other people when you have compassion to yourself. Right. So I think that one has been the one I focus the most trying to balance everything, not right. just motherhood and launching a brand and just grow as a person. It's really, really hard um, when you have a flexible schedule, because if you left yeah. the house every morning at a certain time and mm -hmm. came back at the end of the day, you know, I'm the same way. It's, it, it's like some people yeah. really think I work full time because they know, you know, Hey, would you run, go pick this up for me? Could you stop by the stones? You know, I'm like, I'm working the same hours or longer, you know? Yeah. And so, you end up sleeping so late that throws right. you your ritual or routine out of whack. Right. And then with a baby, you know, it, it is, it is a situation. It's a, sticky maybe area to talk about sometimes but 
yeah. babies, they, they just want their mom. Yeah. You know? I think, and, yeah. Yeah. Like some of the practical things I think I talked to, I'm, you know, ambiguous in, I think some of the audience like, well, yeah, it's like easy to say having compassion. I think the practical tips, I think for me, I just voiced out what I need and trying to get help as much as I can. We lived with uh, my husband's mother for six months during pandemic. Uh, you know, it's hard to live with any other person, mm-hmm. but you know, I, we just had to do it and there's a pandemic, but with, you know, um, New Jersey, New York area numbers are better than other area. We are sending our baby to the school. Mm-hmm. And I also ask my, uh, formal nanny to come back three times a week for part-time mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm privileged to be able to afford that and do sure. all this, but you know, otherwise there's just no way that I can do everything. And right. another tip would be, I am trying, I'm a control freak in a way, but I am still trying my best to let things go and know, you know, not everything's going to be perfect. If right. I'm focusing on my work and really trying to take this brand off the ground, right. sorry, but this is going to be there. Right. I'm not going to touch it. That's you exactly. know, like being stressed out about, Everything has to be the way it was before pandemic and before working on this brand. It just isn't going to work. So I just trying to like not even look at it, just trying to separate myself from it Mm -hmm. uh, and just acknowledging, you know, some dumb things got to (laughs) go. That's exactly what are the things that can go. And I think like Jay is good when I'm talking about things that I'm frustrated about. She'll say, Mm -hmm. remember, everyone is, inconvenienced by COVID. I mean, everyone is being affected by this way too. It's not just, you know, me getting to get up to New York to clients and things like that. So that's something to remember too. Mm -hmm. It's just a different time. Yeah. Any tips on how to relieve tooth sensitivity? Yeah. I think a lot of people nowadays experience tooth sensitivity. I think multiple reasons. One with pandemic, uh, people are a little more uh, afraid to go to dentists on time. And again, constant snacking and creating that acidic environment in your mouth mm. is, you know, contributing to enamel erosion. So, you know, when you have enamel eroded and your teeth are exposed to thinner layer of enamel is exposed to multiple uh, things happening in your mouth, it's definitely uh, becoming more sensitive. I think tips on these are, again, drink a lot of water and whenever you eat something, trying to uh, rinse that and help your body to go back to the balance of neutral pH in the mouth. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also second tip would be trying to really look at the ingredients of your toothpaste and see what's in there and make sure, even if you use the natural toothpaste, make sure there's some kind of remineralizing ingredient. One most popular is obviously fluoride, but nanohydroxyapatite, again, is really helping with restoring the lost enamel. So trying to use those, um, you know, it can be in conjunction with what you're already using, but use this some kind of remineralizing agent would be greatly helpful for the tooth sensitivity. And, you know, when you feel sensitivity in different areas, it might actually be a sign for other bigger issues. So if it persists, definitely have at least a tele 
medicine with your dentist and discuss, you know, why it might be caused. So, you know, I think if you don't feel comfortable going to dentist, having at least a video conferencing with them would be uh, the tip. You know, sometimes it happens with stress and other things, but if it persists over two weeks, I think my tip would be talking to the person on the phone. Mm-hmm. So what about fluoride? What are your thoughts on fluoride? You know, we actually don't demonize fluoride like other uh, natural or alternative toothpaste. I think fluoride is great. It's mm-hmm. remineralized, uh, but it's just different mechanism as nanohydroxyapatite. And I'll you know, talk a little more about why nanohydroxyapatite, in my opinion, is evolved a little more uh, inclusive material. Fluoride, how it protects your teeth is it creates a chemical layer. Uh, it's called fluoride appetite on your teeth. It's different than your enamel, and it's happening by fluoride being combined with calcium in your body, and then it creates that layer. Uh, And it is protective, but there are some people who might be very sensitive to fluoride, which are children under age of eight, people with thyroid conditions, um, some people with Lyme disease. There are a certain group of people who... um, are also concerned about fluoride overdose because it is, um, you know, mm-hmm. when you overdose, everything's about, you know, the level of load, right? So in that case, there definitely appetite can be an alternative because it is a scientifically proven remineralizing ingredients. And your teeth is actually made out of hydroxyapatite. So when we use nanohydroxyapatite, it means it's the same material smaller size, it sticks right into your teeth because it's the same material, it binds directly onto your enamel. So it's more of a physical remineralizing agent, whereas fluoride is a chemical remineralizing agent, if I oversimplify it. So nanohydroxyapatite, because it's basically the same mineral that makes up our body, it you know basically has no other side effects. So people with fluoride sensitivity or demographic who's concerned about fluoride, you know, or children can all use nanohydroxyapatite in the place of uh, fluoride. And I believe this is only uh, one, you know, one of very few scientifically proven fluoride alternative that actually uh, has evidence of uh, doing so. And according to the research, nanohydroxyapatite makes up stronger um, NML you know, protective layer than fluoride does because it directly binds. It's not different material, but same material. Um, so that's kind of what I think of fluoride. We, we think fluoride is fine for any normal person. It should have no issue unless you are like literally eating a whole toothpaste. <laughs> um, but, you know, if there's a better alternative, why not use that? Sure. Yeah. Sure. So talk to us about toothbrush that you can have soft, medium, or hard. Do you, what is the best? Soft, soft, soft. Yeah. Um, and that's why we kind of brought this intention toothbrush on Ojuk's lifestyle collection. In Korea and in Asia, toothbrush that are most uh, popular are very, very thin, but firm, bristle. And I've noticed it's not really popular or widely um, available in the U.S. When I look at, you know, other brands, 
being sold in the marketplace. So we wanted to bring this very soft, thin bristle, but like firm. I think that's the key because when it's too thick, it may uh, over erode your enamel again. So having a soft bristle would be, and thin bristle would be really effective in clearing up all the food debris between your teeth without harming the precious enamel layer. And this is definitely also from our dentist advisors. They all say, definitely go for the softest bristle you can get. Also not, the head should be not too big. Tips for how to brush your teeth with Ojuk. Um, You know, you brush regularly, but what we um, recommend to our customers is actually flossing first. By flossing first, uh, you are kind of preparing your teeth to be ideal condition for Ojuk toothpaste to do its magic. Mm -hmm. And by flossing first, it becomes a mandatory step that you must do before brushing your teeth, not an afterthought like, oh, I may, may not floss after brushing. Mm -hmm. So we, we definitely recommend brushing floss first. That way you are allowing that space in between your teeth and gum line to be ready for nano hydrox appetite and nine times baked bamboo salt to do your job, do, do the job. And for, you know, using our Ojuk toothpaste, you brush your teeth two minutes, you know, all surfaces and as much corners and in between teeth as possible. And one more tip is we on the package in the instruction says, you know, don't, Avoid food or drink for 30 minutes, even water, after using, after brushing your teeth. So all the good ingredients can sit on your teeth as long as possible and really set in because it is more of a treatment than regular toothpaste. So that would be the tips how to brush your teeth with Ojuk toothpaste. So it's really a, a three-step process that is... Um, yeah. An elevated, taking your toothbrushing to a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. And then we've kind of talked about this before, but I'll ask the question and see if you have anything else to say. How to change brushing our teeth from feeling like a chore to an act of self-care? Yes. So I think this sentence will change how you approach brushing your teeth. On our homepage, we say first and the last 20 minutes of your day sets the brain wave for the entire day and night. That first 20 minutes, if you have an unpleasant experience or if you start reading bad news, you know, that's going to really set your moods, not just for that moment you're reading something or engaging to that moment, but the rest of your day, because that's how our body works. Mm -hmm. So brushing your teeth is the first thing you do and the last thing you do of the day that's the best time to set your brain positive to the positive direction and orient yourself to the good way so that's you know that just having an awareness of that 20 minutes in the morning and evening is going to change how you just approach your morning and evening rituals so you know i think that's kind of the biggest change i personally experienced you know like being a mother you're Day is kind of all blurred. Kids wake up at night. Your morning is not as your well-rested nights like pre-baby. And, you know, trying to make sure when I wake up, first 20 minutes, I really trying to just like think of the positive things and brush my teeth using five senses, being completely present to that moment 
or think of a good, you know, intention, what I want to achieve for the day, keywords. Uh, and that's why we made the intention card and intention toothbrush to help to that journey. Um, so I think that's kind of uh, my tips for not making brushing teeth as a chore, but uh, mm-hmm. it's a really a self-care ritual moment. Taking it to the next level. <laughs> yeah, just knowing it is everything. Right. I think not many people know that first 20 minutes of your day is so important. No, definitely not. They just get up and start looking at their phone, which immediately yeah, yeah. stressing people out. Right. Or turn on the news. Um, yeah. Or both. Mm-hmm. How can we improve oral hygiene during COVID? And why is this so important? Yeah, I, the pandemic is definitely uh, not helping with our oral hygiene largely because we are home in a way we're, you know, not going anywhere. We're not meeting many people. Mm-hmm. There are not many things to distract us. And we kind of gravitate toward to snacking all the time. <laughs> and, you know, when shower becomes optional, <laughs> you know, brushing your teeth might as well. You know, it's like a one thing after the other. So, you know, we need to really like, I think Ujuk is really helping people to bring that moment little more enjoyable and like something that you look forward to rather than something that, you know, like a mundane routine, you are just like, Oh, I just don't want to brush my teeth today. You know, so COVID definitely isn't helpful with oral hygiene. I think it's not helpful for many things like mental health and, you know, not many people go to the gym. A lot of our daily routine is just out of rack. And when you think of, Again, like transforming a routine to ritual is so important because now it's not something that you're doing it even though you don't want to do. But when you think of ritual, it's like, oh, I want to, you know, really engage and that's my moment. And, you know, that's, I think, why uh, we can be helpful in this situation, especially. I think that's so interesting. When I saw that day I had posed that question, I thought, well, I don't know why it would be any different than in any other times. But People really are snacking all the time. Also, I feel like, you know, we're trying to do everything we can to boost our immune system and to stay healthy. And and people are snacking and gaining weight and then they're feeling worse about themselves and then their mental health gets affected and then they don't shower and they don't get out of bed and they don't brush their teeth. So that's intentional that you can do once again, like you said, to start off your day, Mm -hmm. taking care of yourself, you know, yeah. Yes, and sometimes baby gets so tired at night that she mm-hmm. does not want to brush her teeth. So maybe Ojuke will help make sure <laughs> do that. Okay, yeah. what elements of your time at Apple and Glossier did you bring into your brand? Yeah, so much. I am forever grateful for the opportunities at those places I had. Um, I think Apple definitely um, like the perfection mm-hmm. into the like, you know, like illness levels, you know, like perfection wow. in design and really not compromising. Uh, you know, there are many moments that many people ask me to compromise like, oh, aluminum tube is going to be expensive for, you know, like just expensive material itself and expensive to move from one place to the other. But, you know, like just really sticking to the core and not compromising mm-hmm. in ingredients and materials. I think I learned that from Apple. Obviously, they're like 
extremely uh, design focused company. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, being in that environment, I think learned what mm -hmm. the design is and what can that do not only for your sales, for people's daily lives. Mm -hmm. Glossier, obviously it's also extremely design driven um, company. But I think what I learned the most that I brought to the brand is really how to talk to the customers and how to treat them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's not like you're a bigger corporation versus other people on the side, but we are all the same people and talking mm -hmm. to them and treating them like a real people and, you know, talk to them freely on any channel of their preference and really listening to them, I think is what I uh, learned from Glossier. Mm -hmm. And I think Glossier in a way, they um, almost like created desire from people, you know, very uh, daily things that people never really thought twice about, you know, when they first came up with Generation G lipstick, it was, you know, the middle of like, Instagram brow and full face makeup mm -hmm. using 30 different products, but they brought the simplicity. I really love that about the brand. And I think in a way, hope it was somewhat melted into Ojuk as well. Mm -hmm. Like how can you do simplest thing to give joy on a, in our everyday lives? Mm -hmm. That's lovely. Tell us more about the mouth as the gateway to your soul. I know you've alluded to this, but do you have anything else to add about that? Yeah, the mouth is gateway to uh, gateway organ uh, is, you know, like it is uh, because mouth is like the place that um, it just kind of controls all the inputs. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess I can talk a little more about like how Korean people think about it. You know, in Korea, it is a thing, like we call it one of the five biggest fortunes you can have in life. Um, mm -hmm. Having one is definitely having a full set of teeth or as many natural teeth as possible in your 80s, 90s. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you could obviously have, you know, like teeth replaced with other methods and stuff. But mm -hmm. if you keep your natural teeth, you are going to be able to chew down your own food and have a balanced, good nutrition into your body. And that's like the number one tip for your health. Because mm -hmm. um, even when you are using other devices or replacing these, there is going to be a gap during, you know, the time that you aren't able to do that. And that, mm -hmm. you know, again, in accumulation is going to affect your body and mood. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, like mouth represents so much more than just teeth. It is really uh, the window for your overall health. Mm -hmm. And definitely Eastern Mount, you know, Eastern wellness philosophy and how Korean people think about natural teeth is very like much more next level. Mm -hmm. uh, really, there are only two things like having natural teeth in the late age and having strong back and legs that you can walk around, do things, chew your own food down. That's basically the secret for long life. That's so interesting and so true. Yeah. So, important, so basic. Yeah, my mother, grandmother, 88, she's walking around every single day because she cannot sit still. She <laughs> still has, you know, like most of her natural teeth. And, you know, like she cooks, chews down her food, mm -hmm. happy as a clam. She's a lovely lady. <laughs> I love that. I remember in elementary school, one of the teachers brought a tube of toothpaste and squeezed <laughs> it out and kind of talked about how your words 
you know, like you cannot put the toothpaste back into the container. And so once you have said your words, you cannot Mm -hmm. take them back. You can apologize. But Mm -hmm. I think both input and output from your mouth is something that not everyone thinks about, but Mm -hmm. are extremely important. Yeah, that's such a good advice. I'm definitely going to write that down. Mm-hmm. You cannot put the toothpaste back into the tube. Yeah. Right. I know you should, <laughs> you need to use that. You oh, can do yeah. like a little kindness. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember that day. I'm glad you remember that day because I remember I was the teacher and oh. I wasn't the one saying it. We were in music class and some of the kids had not been so nice to each other. And the music teacher, you know, demonstrated that and um mm-hmm. it was such a great way to tell you know five-year-olds second graders whatever yeah you know, a visual picture of that and then also it works for adults too yeah what a metaphor that's great what's next for you so we know that you're launching some new products we are so excited about that those sound oh, incredible nice. silk floss i mean you cannot get more luxurious than that <laughs> yes, yes yes will that help it not break so easily um i would say it's almost it's as strong as your regular polyester mm-hmm. the reason floss shred is because you have a tight contact Right. Uh, I think that's why these Teflon tapes are invented. Uh-huh. Uh, again, you know, our brand, we are not trying to like compete or uh, replace what you're already using, but it's a good supplement. And mm-hmm. I we really wanted to, um, again, wanted to use like a minimally processed ingredient. Silk is the natural fiber that's the only natural fiber that's strong enough to be used as floss. Right. It was actually the first floss ever sure. before plastic was invented. Sure. We wanted to go back to that route and, you know, it is very strong fiber. So for, you know, maybe for people with high contact, you could use, you know, very thin nylon floss in that point, but trying to think of the environmental footprint, so mm-hmm. floss is as strong mm-hmm. as your regular uh, polyester. Uh, oh yeah, so definitely. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah. I think that's a great advice too, because most people don't have that issue. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's 100% compostable, so. Right. Oh, yeah. Where can people find you? I'm, I'm always online. Um, you know, obviously, Ojuk's Instagram, Ojuk underscore official. Okay. And my personal Instagram, the Yun Chang. Uh, you know, there are contacts, emails, and, you know, I'm on LinkedIn, all the online. And you, know, you can also find me. Every morning and afternoon at Jersey City in front of my kids' uh, school. <laughs> and yeah, I, yeah, I'm a normal person, a real person. I welcome anybody and everyone. I love talking to people. So yeah, find me somewhere. And what's the website? Uh, www.ojukare.com. O-J-O-O-K.com. Perfect. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm really excited. I feel like you have created this brand that is something that is going to excite people about a category that normally isn't exciting. So I feel like you're setting yourself up for word of mouth because people get obsessed with something like, oh, this is so fun, a mouthwash tablet. You know, when you're, it's 
something new to something we have to do every day. So I'm really excited about that. And also, it's incredible that you are bringing Korean traditions to the world and America. And that is a lot to take on emotionally. That can be a very sensitive thing. You know, this is your life and what you grew up with. And so you're being very vulnerable. And thank you so much for doing that. I so much fun talking to you too. And this would be my dream come true to work with my daughter sometime in the future. Oh, yes, 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 you probably will. Um, I think you're educating us all too about something that we haven't put much thought into. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really, uh, you're really helping everybody's health. (laughs) So that's a huge deal. And, um, we have enjoyed talking to you so much and are so happy that you have this adorable two-year-old daughter to, um, <laughs> yeah, it all started with her. So I love that. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you like what you heard, Tell a friend about our show, subscribe to our podcast, and also scroll to the bottom and give a rating and or a review. Those are the best ways for other people to find out about our podcast. See you next time. Bye.